you don't read the newspaper, you're uninformed. If you do read it, you're misinformed. What is the long-term effect of too much information? Information, information, I just need some information. I've been dying, I've been dying, is it lack of education? I've been reading, I've been reading without any transformation. I'm addicted, I'm addicted, is it overstimulation? Hey. Welcome to the Success Report. The Success Report. Hear ye, hear ye, come one, come all. You are listening to the Sixth Sense Report with Joel Nikoloff and Darnell Samuels. Yo, bro. Did you hear what happened to David Lynn? No, man. What happened? He got arrested. A lie. No, man. I'm serious. Oh. What happened? <laughs> uh, the boy was apparently disturbing the pe. No, uh, causing a disturbance. Causing a disturbance for preaching the gospel. Yeah, with a amplifier and cops gave him a hard time there's some i'll put some uh some articles and and videos in the the show notes page for the listener to to, to check out check it out yeah uh, there's like a full hour and 45 minute live stream that he put up um there's like a six minute summary video there's some articles from the sun from the star life site news i got a whole bunch of stuff i'll put it make sure there's you know the listener can do their own research and, and judge for themselves um but we uh we want to break it down a little bit Okay, so we see that we're going to look at the two laws, right? So we're going to look at um, the the Criminal Code of Canada, uh, Section 175, which is disturbing the peace. Or causing a disturbance. Yep, and then we're going to look at 176, um, obstructing a clergyman. Which is, he's claiming no curse. He's claiming, yeah. And so I think... It's important to look at both laws, how they apply or don't apply, apply don't apply, and also like the role of the Christian, uh, the role of the Christian in regards to, you know, how do we navigate sharing the gospel, mm-hmm. and, and and see how that goes. But yeah, so one one seventy five, um, he's been caught. Uh, it it was. There's a couple different parts to it. It's like 175.1, 175.2, when, but we're focusing on the part that, that he was charged with, which was 175.1a, uh, and then there's two or like three sub parts to that. Yeah. So, um, you know, 170. There's like 175b, c, Little d. Nuances. But yeah, uh, we'll, but we'll, we're not we're not going to get into that yeah. because the specific words, uh, at least from the, uh, for example, the Star article says he was charged with causing a disturbance so yeah. we're going to focus on that because the law can get pretty pretty technical yeah yeah so we'll try to keep Just it as uh simple. common as possible <laughs> yeah so uh so causing a disturbance charges are under section 175 of the criminal code of canada so causing a disturbance often referred to as disorderly conduct is a criminal offense that the police will press instead of or in addition to mischief charges okay and so uh, the example, uh, or essentially the criminal code, I'm using uh, criminalcode.ca or criminal-code.ca um, as, as my kind of starting point, but yeah, essentially I, yeah, I there's a couple different well, yeah. ones. Um, but they say, for so for section 175.1a, point one says, uh, causing a disturbance by fighting, screaming, shouting, swearing, singing, or using insulting or obscene language by two, um, or sorry, number two would be by being drunk. And number three, 
by impeding or molesting other persons. Um, so I don't think two and three are relevant. Obviously, we don't need to look at those. Um, I think really it comes down to maybe by shouting. Um, uh, I would say, you know, if anyone wanted to go down the obscene language or hate speech stuff that that we from what I've read is basically ruled out. So really, I think it does come down to the concept of shouting um, is where this is going to be argued. Um, in in one of the videos I saw from him, uh, he had made the comment that using it. And so he, if you look at the videos, he has a, an amplifier and a microphone. Uh, I think he says that the Toronto bylaws allow him to use an, an amplifier. Um as a means of freedom of speech. And so he's claiming that um, he's using means that, that is allowed and that his rights are being violated. Um, so uh, that's where, I mean, for me, the shouting piece kind of becomes a little difficult because if the bylaws allow you to use an amplifier, um, I think of shouting maybe more of like an aggressive talking in someone's face and being loud in, in their so if he was holding the amplifier up to their face uh, and kind of trying to put it in someone's ear as opposed to spreading his message uh, a little bit beyond uh, the standard you know he's raising his volume slightly as opposed to aggressively raising his volume um, so I mean where's your your thoughts at with respect to disturbing the peace or, or causing a disturbance Okay, so with with David Lynn, uh, so the disturbing the peace was interesting because I saw a video of him in Scarborough because he's basically this was part of his tour, uh, it, his his uh, preaching missionary tour going around the GTA and preaching the gospel in seven different locations. Yeah, seven different locations. So one of the locations was Scarborough. So I saw a video of him in Scarborough. And so he went back to his old neighborhood, and he went to a residential neighborhood, and with his uh, speaker box, and was preaching. And immediately, yeah, I was just like, uh, "No, you didn't like it." No, uh, no. I, I I thought to myself, "Okay, so what if he came to my block? Because I live in a residential neighborhood, you know, and residential neighborhood neighborhoods are you know quiet." Mm-hmm. You know, downtown Toronto, generally yeah, almost no outside, neighborhood is yeah, quiet. Yeah, and, and everybody's running around. But yeah. I thought to myself, okay, so what if he came to my neighborhood and on his speaker box was, you know, you know, you know, preaching about the gospel and or anything for that matter. Uh, yeah. And I thought to myself, okay, so what if I'm recording the show or what if I just finished working a night shift and I, you know, anybody who's worked a night shift knows that, you know, the, the, the sleep when you come home is crucial mm. and he's doing that. Well, that would just bake my biscuits. Like I would, I would ask him to leave. I would ask him to stop, and you're disturbing my peace. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, and now in that video, not, we'll have it posted. In that video, the police were called. Oh, when came. he was. In. Oh yeah, yeah. So, <laughs> so they called the police, and they asked him to turn it down, and so he turned it down a bit, and still continued, and it was still annoying some pe- some mm-hmm. of the neighbors, and they asked him, okay, oh, can you just just turn it off and just. You know, and of course, you know, he, you know, he was, you know, he knows his rights, and like you, like you said. Yeah, I mean, and I think if people in, like, based on what I saw with volume, I would think if you were inside, there's not really going to be any no, like a noise level of a complaint. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. I mean, I'm not talking about the one you're referring to. I'm just saying the based on the volume that I saw on the YouTube 
clips. Mm-hmm. Um, it didn't. I wouldn't think if you were indoors that this would have necessarily brought. I would think more of the crowd that was surrounding him mm-hmm. would have been more of the disturbance than what he was actually doing. Yeah, I, I would just say like you know, I think dare I say it. I don't might sound. I hope it's not heresy, but you know, we should we should take a page out of the Jehovah Witness um, Bible. <laughs> their book and go door to door like don't oh you're, the, you're talking about his his residential yeah, scenario yeah, yeah knock on the door yeah, ask people if they're interested yeah like, dude yeah, just, yeah. just come to the door you know don't stand on you know on the block do that so right then i reason why i bring this up is because now you're like okay well disturbing the peace is this his is this is this how he is this his attitude is this approach is this your approach because you know there's a time and place for everything. So I, with all that said, you know, coming back into the, the, the Toronto scenario and the disturbing the peace. Is that your Is play? that disturbing the peace? Yeah. yeah well, well, again, according to Section 175, uh, shouting is part of, you know, or, mm-hmm. or the noise that's disturbing people's regular flow of things is disturbing the peace. Mm-hmm. And there was a, so there's an article I found uh, from uh, the Toronto mischief lawyer, <laughs> right? So he was basically breaking down this issue and how lawyers approach it. And he said, while the criminal code is specific about which acts qualify for the charge, the component of what a disturbance actually means is left up to the courts to decide. Mm-hmm. So with that said, you know, well, you know, this goes to court. What's gonna? What are they gonna say? Well, he was saying things, whether they were positive or negative. People didn't like them. The people didn't like them. Like it, regardless of what he said. And so, therefore, he's disturbing the peace. So, so he's guilty. And a lot of people I talked to when I was, you know, preparing for the episode, everybody assumed that he was saying things that people didn't like. Or that, or that he was being offensive, or that his his speech was being rejected. But I don't think that it was his speech that was being rejected necessarily, uh, because he was. And I say that because he was being very tactful. Mm-hmm. Um, he was choosing his words wisely. Yeah, I thought so too. Yeah, he was just he was just very he was very he, good. He wasn't very confrontational with his words. No, no, and like and in he, terms of you know he was in a, a church and mm-hmm. do you remember the intersection? Church? Wesley, Wesley. Um, so it was an LGBTQ neighborhood. Yeah, but um, he wasn't uh, preaching a condemning sin sort of message. Yeah, and yeah, no, no, no. So he he was he was doing um, very well, and you know, letting people know, like, look, you know, I accept you, but. Mm-hmm. You know, do you accept ha- me? Yeah, was do his you question. Accept like, me? Do you are you tolerant yeah, to a Christian yeah, worldview? Yeah. So I I thought I thought that was good that he did that. Um. But again, regardless of whether the people liked it, because it was you know, or sorry, I shouldn't say that. Um, regardless of what he said, people didn't care because people didn't accept him and what he represents. So mm-hmm. his speech was kind of irrelevant at this point. It was just like, oh, wait, yeah. isn't that David Lynn? Isn't that the guy, you know, who's yeah. always preaching on the corner? And wait a minute. Sounds like he's representing Christ. We don't want anything to do with it. And so it got mm-hmm. people riled up, and that was the disturbing of the piece, the way I see it. Yeah. yeah I, I, I would agree that I'm I'm not sure what the outcome is going to be. I don't know that it's going to be favorable um, or if he's going to be able to maintain 
let's call it his innocence, if that's the right term. I'm not sure. Um, you know, and and along the lines of what you read from that uh, from that mischief lawyer, that that really um, it's up to the court discretion and you already know where that's going to go that's just yeah. that's straight arbitrary so you already know that well, i mean it depends on the leave. judge right at the end of the day you mm-hmm. know is that's this, true that's true that's true right like mm-hmm. where's the judge going to fall on this um or mm-hmm. i mean i don't know if it's a you know jury of his peers um i'm not sure what well, he the, had a court date a couple of days ago yeah that was, my understanding was to try to get it that's more of getting it dropped i don't know what the next because yeah, it wasn't hate speech. No, he they, they, yeah, yeah, which would be crazy because that's a whole different yeah, tribunal. So, yeah, yeah. So he wasn't he wasn't uh, doing any hate speech, and they had no proof of it. And because he was speaking uh, that tactfully, so so kudos to him for for doing that. Yeah, making sure that 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 wasn't going to be an option. yeah that yeah that wasn't the case. So that that was really cool. Um, so I mean, he and then now I mean, so do you have any with respect to one seventy five? Do you have a little bit more where your where's your head no, at? Just. Uh, it, so like I said, so you know you see him downtown with a lot of noise, and you know downtown's noisy. So yeah, usually you know, he's at Dundas Square, yeah, yeah, which young, you could totally yeah, understand him needing yeah, a speaker noisy. box. Yeah, yeah, and it's you know those those places are noisy. But mm-hmm. then he went to a residential neighborhood, and I think that's where he crossed the line. I thought, I, and I said, oh, so 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 that's how he's moving, eh? I was like, okay, so if you're gonna go into a, a residential neighborhood and bring a speaker box when men's are trying to put their kids to sleep. You know, the baby's trying to take a nap or you're trying to sleep for the, yeah, for yeah. your night shift. Uh, no, I'm going to come and I'm going to break your box. <laughs> you know what I mean? I'm, I'm going to break your speaker box. Mean you're yeah, going to yeah. kick off and, the, and then, you know, the police are going to come. That's, that's what's going to happen. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like at, at some point, like, you know, dude, you can't, you can't do that. Especially, you know, he's lucky he's a Christian. But if like if a Muslim or a Jehovah Witness or Seventh-day Adventist, you know, like, they come on my block and start doing that. I'm like, okay, now I have to come up my house. And yeah, you know what I mean, and, yeah, yeah. and tell you to like, okay, can't yeah. be this can't be going on. Right no, not yeah. not on my block. Yeah. So I mean, move now. The reason why we want to bring up one seventy six is yeah. to some extent he's claiming it as a defense. Oh, wait, hold on. Okay. Sorry, sorry. There is something else, okay. another component that I wanted to bring to this discussion. Okay. Disturbing the peace, and I read uh, there was stipulations for uh, churches. And religious affiliations, so there, for some, uh, well, even sometimes Christians, we could be hypocritical in this sense, where you know, if somebody were to come to our our area or to our place of worship or religious practice, and began making noise, what would we do? Mm. Right. Yep. The, you know what I mean. That we'd be. Oh well. You're that dis- person's disturbing the peace. Yeah, yeah. Right? Even though we might not be going to engage the person, but we're like, hold on, wait, we're over here. We're we're praying. We're doing worship. And you're on, you know, you're... You're in my church parking lot with a speaker box. So or, 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 more t- or, or, sometimes, or sometimes it's not even in your parking lot. Like, some, you know, like depending on where the property lines are drawn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? It really isn't that far. Like picketing the church kind Bro, of thing? Well, is that- yeah, and this is... Right. And this is the thing. Like, you know, I go to Jarvis... Yeah, you're downtown. Right. So I'm downtown Toronto. So the problem we run into is that we have we constantly have people coming into our service. Heresy! Heresy! Get out the pulpit! Get your head! Get your hand off! Get your hand on my pocket! Get really middle of service, Mid- bro. 
Like, our ushers have to be trained in self-defense on how to take a dude down. This isn't just, you know, oh uh, Sister Janice working the doors. Like, you, our ushers are, are legit security. Like, it wow. really does go down like that where, you know, Pastor Glennon's preaching and a dude will just come to the, to the altar and just, and just lie down at the altar. And we're like, uh, okay, well, well, first of all, one, we don't do altar calls. <laughs> what are you doing up there? We're Reformed Baptists, so we're like, that's not a thing. And two, like, this is not even time for an altar call. We're, you know, he's in the middle of a, of a message, yeah, being yeah. a distraction. So then, of course, you know, then the usher's got to come. Because the guy's disturbing the peace. Um, our, at our bicentennial service, uh, we had police there. And the police had to come and remove people from our service because they're being, um, they're being, you know, a distraction and yelling out and things like that, right? So, so that's why when we talk about disturbing the peace, we have to nuance like, okay, well, what do you mean? Like, because Christians be like, oh, that's not disturbing the peace, telling people about Jesus and and the thing and the people. Well, I'm like, well, if somebody comes to our place, well, I mean, you're our property. Th- obviously, there's a difference too with like mm-hmm. property rights and you know public space. Yes, yeah. I mean, you know, me. I haven't brought this up, and I won't go down the rabbit hole too far. But like, you know, I would say the only reason why we need disturbing the peace laws is because we have public property. Right. 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 Like that, that is a consequence of the public property concept. Mm-hmm. Right. Like if all you had was private property, now it's just, you know, mm-hmm. violations of someone else's property. But when you're in public, mm-hmm. this is where the the idea of disturbing the peace even it can't exist if all if everything was private private mm-hmm. property. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't want to go down that road too much. But it's just a good yeah, thing a good to point. be aware. No, no, no. You're right. That, and that's a good point. But again, like depending where your property lines are drawn, you know what I mean. It's just just you're all like an inch from. So, the so technically, what being. you're referring to to some extent is is actually 176. Mm-hmm. The scenarios you've described. Mm-hmm. Uh, it might be 176 too. I'm not sure, but 176 is is Which, about obstruction or violence to an official clergyman, right? So, so 176 one is um, un. So yeah, because uh, yeah, this is a different nuance to it, though. Because like yeah. like in general, I'm just talking about disturbing the peace uh, in general uh, for a Christian fellowship. Yeah, so that's where like if they were if they're not in public, mm-hmm. then it's not disturbing the peace. Your scenario you're describing is not in public; it's actually in private property, mm-hmm. and or so property. you're you're now actually obstructing the clergyman from preaching. Well, sometimes one, it doesn't necessarily have to be him in the middle of preaching. No, no, but but in essence, mm-hmm. they're violating property rights, so you can remove them at your behest, mm-hmm. you know. But then um, they're also potentially preventing the the clergyman from actually doing his job, mm-hmm. which is a violation of 176, mm-hmm. right? So you're not allowed to, as an individual, just go into a church and start making noise so that they can't do what they mm-hmm. want to do in that building. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, as I said, um, so 176 in in this, he's trying to claim that as like his defense to some What's extent. 176 called 176 is obstructing or violence to... Or arrest of officiating clergymen. So I think he's trying to refer to the last part, which is um, so B one seventy six one B two, which says arrests him on a civil process or under the pretense of executing a civil process. 
Um, that person is guilty of an indictable offense and liable to imprisonment for a term not exceeding two years. So he, I think he's trying to say that because he was arrested while preaching the gospel, that essentially this is a violation of his, of the criminal code as well as his rights. Um, and I would say 176.1a, um, not by threats or force, but uh, unlawfully obstructing, um, preventing a uh, a minister. So the people coming into your church in the middle of a sermon mm-hmm. are kind of viola- are, are I think would be violating one seventy six one a. Yeah. So one seventy six is what is what David is saying was That's, being violated. His rights were being violated. Yeah, by the police officer who arrested mm-hmm. him. Mm-hmm. Um, and and uh, uh, I mean, I think me where like. You know, the question is, was his, was he be, was it violent? Like, so, uh, one, one seventy six one B says, knowing that a clergyman or minister is about to perform or is on his way to performing or is returning from a performance of any duties or functions mentioned in a, which I'll read in a second, he was arrested. Um, so it says performing any oh, so one a says obstructing performing any other function in connection with his calling so the question is is what he was doing a function in connection with his calling um, i think that's how you would break this down again for the listener we'll put some links in the show notes you can read these laws for yourself um, but if we're trying to boil it down the question is is arresting him this would be a violation of 176.1 if they arrested him, which they did, while uh, he was performing a function in connection with his calling. I would say no, 176 does not apply to David Lynn's situation because he wasn't... <clears throat> Let me pull this up here, so... So it says here, 176.1a says, um, everyone who by threats of force unlawfully obstructs or prevents or endeavors to obstruct or prevent an efficient from celebrating a religious or spiritual service. So is David Lynn celebrating a religious or spiritual service? No. Okay. Or, the next one is, or performing any other function in connection with his calling. And I would say, no, open-air preaching is not part of his calling. And playing devil's advocate, or if I was, if he was trying to, I think he would say that preaching the gospel mm-hmm. is part of his calling. I would say that open-air preaching is not his calling. Evangelism is. So yeah. there's many, you know, there's many ways to do evangelism. So I'm not saying don't open air, don't preach. I'm saying there are many ways to do it. So for some people, and you know, for some people who look at open air preaching, and we've had this discussion at CLS <clears throat> with the guys, where there's people who look at open air preaching as better or more important or more infe- more effective than one-to-one um, conversations, 
right? So, because you know, you mm-hmm. know, open air preaching looks heroic. It's bold. It's cool. It takes balls. <laughs> yeah, you know what I mean. You're, you're, you're reaching many people. Yeah. Right. So you're like, okay, yeah, this is this is this is this is. So I mean, to some extent, is it effective at times? Well, well, was pragmatism, right? But no, I wouldn't even say it's, it's effective at times. I wouldn't even say that. You know why? Because one waters, another plants. God gives the increase. So right, Jeremiah's ministry. No one got saved under his ministry. So the point I'm making is pragmatism. And as Christians, we have to be careful of using pragmatism to determine what's what. So the point I'm making is open-air preaching is good, and you should do it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but also one-to-one discussions can just can be as effective. Mm-hmm. You see what I'm saying? So, so how do you contrast that with, or how do you put that in framing of calling? The, right. So again, so our call is, is to is to evangelize. And the whole preaching is the preaching in, in the context of our church. You know, we preach it mm-hmm. in and out of season two within the context of the church. So um, what you're saying is open air preaching of a sermon is meant for is is isn't really a calling. So you can you can sorry, say it again. So like I'm if I'm understanding you correctly, um open air preaching isn't or sorry, preaching of a sermon is meant not for open air, but for you know body. Um, you can do it in open air, mm-hmm. um, but according to Matthew ten fourteen, if the people don't receive your message, dust off your shoes, dust off your Air Force Ones, your Vans, your Chucks, and keep it moving. So I doubt that the. Uh legal scholar that they're in front of the judge mm-hmm. is going to uh, refer to the bible to determine the calling of the preacher well <laughs> if he's listening to the sixth sense report he's gonna know like he could do that like you know if the judge is listening to the show he could be like okay all right you you want you want to do some exegesis david lynn all right everybody yeah. turn a page matthew ten fourteen, right because it's, he's basically saying it says for those, yeah, I, I should actually... Um, Don't worry, I, I, I got you covered. Okay. Whoever does not receive you, nor heed your words, as you go out of that house or that city, shake the dust off your feet. Sorry, NASB. Okay. Um, so, yeah, in, in essence, I mean, I would agree with you that in the video, he clearly said his piece, and it was not received, and at some point, he should have shaken the dust off his feet and walked away. Yeah, but even then, like, you know, this is a good conversation because let's say, you know, you preach the gospel. When do we stop preaching the gospel? Well, technically, the the, the gospel is a charge. It's an offer. So Mm -hmm. I'm evangelizing you, Joel. I'm saying, okay, look, Joel, you know, there's a holy God and we are sinful before a holy God, but there is forgiveness. Uh, Well, God, he's not asking you, he's charging you commanding you to turn to jesus christ and be forgiven uh, will, would you turn from your sins today and believe in jesus christ and you say no go to hell <laughs> right right you say that yeah, right yeah. you say no and then i say okay you know i'll definitely keep you in prayer and Move i on. dust my shoes off on your pants <laughs> and, then, and then I and then I'm out like that. You know, I'm not gonna sit so, here. No, I'm not gonna funny sit here is, and incite you. This scripture is actually telling you to give you a symbol of disrespect. 
Okay, well that okay. So all right, fine. Right, like shaking yeah. the dust off your yeah. feet was actually a symbol yeah. of disrespect, yeah. right? So there's uh, an aspect of like, okay, yeah. you don't want anything to do with me. Yeah, right. But like, there, but there's a but point. There's an, it doesn't say smack them across the face, right? Yeah. Like, so, just, yeah. yeah. I yeah, mean, you do, are you are disrespecting them and being like, okay, you don't want to receive me. Yeah. So, but but the reason I bring that up is to say like it doesn't mean like someone who wants to argue with you and engage with you doesn't mean you just be like, okay, you don't want the gospel, I'm out of here. Right, like they're right. still engaging with you. Yeah, but if they're but not in this context, people were clearly having no interest in yeah, engaging so, with him. Yeah, so so uh, so I was having a conversation with uh, a friend of ours who is on um, the After Watch. Okay. Uh, Narrowing but, down a little bit. Yeah, but I don't. I don't want to give away Phil's identity. <laughs> right. So, <laughs> so, but, but he, he was, he was kicking some wisdom and he was just simply saying that, you know, looking at the, di- you know, people, how people emphasize one thing over another, but there's still a point where if there's, if there's dialogue, then it's cool. Like, Whether you know, opener preaching is good. Yeah. yeah. But opening, opener preaching thrives when there's dialogue. Yeah, when people are ready to go back and forth, which which a lot of David Lynn's videos in, you know, Dundas Square, mm-hmm. he has dialogue mm-hmm. happening. Yes, his, yes, no, the, and he's yeah. really good at that too. He's yeah. very good. He's very David Lynn is very good with his dialogue. He's a very personable person. He he lets people speak. But in that case, um, people were bumping him, tripping him, um, trying to block his way. Yeah. I mean, he kept walking up and down. He kept trying to get back to the corner. Yeah, they were yeah. Like it, it got kind of hostile. Even like a couple years ago when he was at the um, gay pride parade. That got rough, where people were like, you know, physically, you know, putting their and, hands and, on and, him, throwing and stuff I, at I him. I think at the pride parade, he was like handing out water, yeah. and like he was, yeah. he was actually yeah. engaging them in a way. Yeah, that even, like, um, but it was just like, oh, you're representing Christ. We don't want anything. Yeah, to do and then this you. man grabbed him, and you know, you know, kind of like touched him, and I was just like, yeah, what, what, what's going on over here? You know what I mean? So, so he he's familiar with with hostile environments, and he handles himself well mm-hmm. in those situations, but. Uh, if he's doing open air and there's no dialogue, dialogue and people don't want it, um, then you know you hanging around there becomes a bit antagonistic mm-hmm. to the people. Uh, you know, kind of like hits from the street. Uh, for those who don't know, uh, it was this guy um, on BT, and he'd go around, and sometimes he would, you know, antagonize antagonize people. people. <laughs> you know what I mean? Uh, so. You don't want to be doing that, and 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 that's what it a little bit came across as him kind of antagonizing people past that point. Well, I mean, at some point, and, and I would say, yeah, the antagonizing I think is a is a tough word uh, in this context. Just just to simply refer to the fact that, um, I mean, he claims that he was assaulted. Well, no, I, I mean, I'm not saying whether he was. I mean, no, again, well, okay, again, if we're defining this assault, is while he's a, a, engaging with a police officer. He's like, you're arresting me. Like, what about this? These people were assaulting me. And, yeah. And, I didn't and then, and then the it. police officer, like, you know, started grabbing his shirt and ripping his shirt. And he had a really nice, like, African dashiki shirt on. And I was just getting mad, too. I'm like, yeah, why are you grabbing like, the guy's shirt? Yeah, yeah, yeah like, like, you're grabbing his shirt. It's a nice shirt. Like, chill. Yeah. I don't know why police got to do that. Like, yeah. anyways, go ahead. Um, so, I, I mean, my, my point is simply that. Um, you know, I think this situation was out, was spiraling spiraling out of control. Um, you know, it was getting a little out of hand. Um, 
and and I I would agree with you that I think wisdom with respect to you know shaking the dust off your feet would have said at some like at some point he should have been ready to walk away. Mm-hmm. Now, um, you know what's hold on. Um, so, um, so what do you want to leave the listener with in terms of your two cents? You know where. You know whether they're Christian or not Christian. If they're looking at this situation, you know I think we give a full spectrum. Or, or you know, how do you uh, summarize this scenario? Mm, well, I think so. According to like again Matthew ten fourteen, uh, Lynn should have dusted the uh, dusted off his shoes and left. And I feel like. You know, people, you know, because a lot of people are saying, oh, well, you know, you got to preach the gospel. But again, we're not talking about pragmatism, but we're talking about, you know, God giving the increase. And a good example of that is Jonah, where, you know, Jonah did not want to go to Nineveh to preach the gospel. Like God had to force him to go. And he went reluctantly. And and, and, and and yeah, and And it's a funny book. Because it's funny because he didn't want to go and then, you know, he starts trying to run away and God keeps redirecting him back to Nineveh. So he go, he finally gets there and he probably preaches the quickest sermon ever. So he goes there and he basically says, repent or God's going to get you. And then leaves. The city turns. And he's upset about it. Uh, well, yeah, well, yeah he, he's upset about it. But 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 the, the point of the story was that, you know, God was faithful. God took a hard-hearted preacher and saved, you know, thousands of people with, with, uh, with, with a crappy message, with, with a <laughs> crappy sermon, with, with just like he, he dusted his foot off even before walking, the, into the walking in there, he's dusting off his shoe. He's like, man, damn this place. I'm just going to say it. And so the point is that, you know, God is merciful and he will honor what we do. So there isn't uh, a particular method of evangelism that's better than another. Uh, mm-hmm. Yes, you know, David Lynn is, is definitely putting his neck on the line. He is definitely showing courage and in going into those hostile, um, to, the, to, those, to that hostile atmosphere, environment. environment. Um, but there's a point where uh, he needs to know when to dust his shoe off and move on to the next place uh, on, on his, uh, his journey. Uh, staying there and inciting the people. And, you know, further antagonizing the environment and getting arrested uh, is not helpful. But in a sense, you know, getting arrested is helpful. Mm-hmm. Right. Because all promotion is good promotion. Right. You know what I mean? You know, and I'm not accusing him of this, but, you know, you, you know, your followers go up. You get a, get a little couple more likes. Uh, you get verified on Twitter. I mean, uh, he was able to raise money for his legal defense of one hundred thousand dollars. You know, you know, and and I would say, I I think the one, you know, going, I'll come back to the, the, you know, the criminal code stuff in a second. But I think the one big value is that he is kind of pushing and putting pressure on the fact that we're in a culture that is very much Mm -hmm. anti-Christian. And and, and, and he did a good job bringing it to a head Mm -hmm. legally. And he did a good job and he did a good job. Um capturing that on video and yeah. we and, and the culture need to see how hostile they were to him and um what we believe so kudos to him for that yeah especially in a in a scenario where he is 
being as graceful as possible with the message he has, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. right? I mean, he's asking, are you, you know, they basically just go anti-Christian, you know, in this. And and maybe it's because they think he represents something he's not audibly representing. Mm-hmm. He's not audibly condemning them. He's not audibly, you know, he's c- calling all, he's basically identifying that everyone's a sinful person in need of a savior. Um, mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. so... Um, yeah. that's it now you know just to wrap up I mean for my two cents with respect to I think 176 unfortunately I don't think it applies um, I think 175 uh, I'm praying he doesn't get charged um, I think because of the subjective nature there's possible mm-hmm. um, I think uh, it's it'll be really interesting to see how it plays out uh, you know in the YouTube videos he's posted he thinks they're going to try to add more charges or he thought they were going to try to add more. It doesn't seem like they did, I, yeah. at least from what I've seen. Um, so I, personally, I'd be shocked if they apply 175 with regards to, you know, if I, as a, maybe I'm a little bit biased, to, you know, from the Christian perspective, watching the video um, that I'm hoping he doesn't get charged with disturbing the peace. Um, I think, you know, the the really, from what I saw, he, he complied with the police he got rid of his speaker then he was just you know preaching open air and and eventually he was arrested um my understanding i did read i think the arresting officer was an openly homosexual Mm -hmm. um and so i think to me that's kind of you know if i was if i was the police force i would have been like okay you need to be like Mm -hmm. like we need someone not you you clearly have an anti his perspective Mm -hmm. um you know just remove him from the situation so that a more objective decision could be made with arrest because you'd be crazy, absolutely crazy. If that guy got charged with the one, the criminal code 176, Mm -hmm. that arresting officer got hit with that. I would be shocked. Mm -hmm. Um, I don't necessarily think it applies, but yeah, I think, I think he'll beat it one, um, because one, he's raising the funds and he's getting the funds to be able to, to have to his have lawyer. Yeah. yeah, good defense. And he's got God on his side. So, you know, he'll be able to walk out of there, you know, singing, You can charge me, but I'm not guilty. They're not guilty. You can charge me, but I'm not guilty. Six cents makes change. Does that make sense?